Well, here we are, our 10th episode, the end of season one. We had some good times, heard some interesting music, learned about some groovy women, and shared some very important information. After tonight, we're going to take a much-needed vacation and write some music. So, welcome to episode 10 of Device in a Course, Be the Pest. The musicians and artists of Collective 13, as well as the champions of heroines. An evening with Collective 13, artist collaboration for social awareness, discussing women in our culture, and female equality, as well as promoting the music and art of the members of Collective 13. As mentioned before, we are on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Google Play, and Pocket Casts. This podcast is being recorded at the same time as we interact with folks on social media, hence the name Device Intercourse. Uh, tonight's featured stories, we're going to be talking about Annie Lennox, Tracy Chapman, Denise Ho, Jamila Jamil, and Naomi Watts. Uh, those are all favorites of ours on this show here. And we're also going to have a call with Prudence, and she's going to speak about a website called DoSomething.org. Org, And at their website says, let's do this. Join millions of young people in a global movement for good. You'll hear her talk about things like celebrate pride, huddle against hunger, redefine black, take back the prom, and also some facts about women from around the world. So we're looking forward to that chat with Prudence later on in the show. As always, this is an open call to any and all musicians and artists to become part of Collective 13. We'd love to hear from you. Also, poets, photographers, digital artists, anyone creative. In fact, anyone with an opinion. Send us a message via our Facebook page at Collective 13. Normally... Right here, we have a shout-out to Sonic Parlor for lending us the studio, that's my band, and providing a majority of the music on this show. Sonic Parlor believes that art can be created to compel the observer, listener, to become increasingly socially aware and engage in charitable acts. This belief is constantly at the core of the artistic process. And that is why all the music presented on the Sonic Parlor website is available to download at no charge. The works of Sonic Parlor centralize around 13 main characters in which the protagonists or champions of this group are all female, the heroines. The hope is that these stories can inspire attention towards the acceleration and support of women's movements across the globe. Now you know why we came up with the name Collective 13. This is a community of musicians and artists aligned together to collaborate for social awareness. Visit the Sonic Parlor website to view the Funding Heroines page to learn more of the GoFundMe pages for the nonprofit organizations Global Fund for Women and United Nations Women. At the site, you will also learn of the Sonic Parlor wristband campaign. Basically, if you receive a numbered wristband, you will be prompted to donate to one of the funding pages and then pass on the wristband to someone else. As the instructions state, there's a special hashtag to be used to help track how far these wristbands will travel. That should be really neat. 
ask us to send one of the wristbands to you. Contact us at Facebook uh, on our Collective 13 page, or you can go to sonicparlor.com, collective13.com, or c13.1. As you may have seen, c13.1 is another page where we put up some facts for social awareness that uh, we'd like people to know. We like at this time to recap the songs we played last week. First, we have a correction. I told you about the Red Tower Dance last week, but I was meant to tell you about the song Earth Simulator. Earth Simulator is a song that was made um, during the Earth Transmission Days, and uh, Madeline was singing on that song. We made this really cool choir out of her voice at the beginning of the song and had a real punchy chorus, but more subdued verses. Uh, we thought that was a, a good song to make. Uh, fun fact, Earth Simulator was actually named after a computer. I believe NEC made the computer. One of the first supercomputers to simulate the atmospheric patterns of the Earth, hence the name Earth Simulator. But the song we actually played last week was the Red Tower Dance, Vespa's Waltz. This is a song I like to refer to as Waltz for Bass Guitar. I am particularly proud of how the organ incorporated into the song along with the choir. In the story, this is the chamber music that was played during the inauguration of Raven the Black, becoming Vespa the Red to lead the people of the fourth world. Of course, when you hear the music, you'll check out more of the storyline as it unfolds. Next song played last week was Church of the Stigma from Earth Transmission. This is actually a cover from the song Stigmatized in the band Ballarat 60. But this time we had the chance to record Sabrina as the speaker during the verses of the song. You heard Madeline and myself singing the choruses, and that's Pat on guitar and Jared on bass. Next we played the two-headed god of fate, the prologue from Sonic Parlor. Uh, this is the intro song from the album, The Fourth Volumes Vespinet. You heard my Slavic choir at the beginning of the song that was used before in the song, The Corpse. And later it will be mentioned again in this recap. You may have noticed the four, three, two, one. Uh, that was sampled uh, from that song to use in the intro of these podcasts. Next, we played Prophecy Dissemination, Do Not Be Alarmed, from Sonic Parlor. This is another occurrence of the prophecy. However, in the storyline, this is the first occurrence of the prophecy, and we learned that it was actually created by the Vespinet of the Fourth World, the Street Gang. And the, what we're trying to tell is hundreds of years later on the fifth world, it's actually treated as an actual prophecy, where in this song exposes the fact it was just something a street gang came up with. The next song we played, Vox Humana 1, Way Home from Earth Transmission. This is from our Vox Humana series, where all songs are made entirely of the human voice. They're all It's all my voice and Madeline's voice. Uh, we had a really good time making these songs go, check it out again. Next, we played Shed My Skin. This song is very important to me. It has been performed in different ways in 60 Seconds Till Dawn, Ballarat 60, and then again for the version we played from Earth Transmission. Furthermore, a part two of the song was created by Sonic Parlor called The Dragon Sin Eater. And in the future, this song will be recreated yet again. 
Next was Intercom to God from Earth Transmission, another track with both Madeline and Sabrina, as well as a very cool guitar solo performed by Pat. Fun fact, the title was taken by a line I heard in Raiders of the Lost Ark many, many years ago. I just thought it was a great line, Intercom to God. So that's how I ended up with that name of that song. Next, we played Anadonia, Condemn, from Sonic Parlor. As mentioned before, this is another track that uses my Slavic Bulgarian choir. In case you're curious, in the storyline, Anadonia is the son of Dr. Reason. And in this song, the person that Anadonia is speaking to on the phone is actually his mother, Dr. Reason. You'll hear a little more clues into how the son came to be by listening to the song, Dr. Reason itself. And as usual, we end the podcast with the song Pride of the Holder of Dreams. You know by now, this podcast is in three sections. The first section is... Five by five. That's where we cover the five featured stories, as well as facts that we cover here on the show that we think everyone should know. And Prudence has been helping out with giving us a lot of those facts. The next section is... The pest. It's too easy for us to forget, so be the pest. We need to expand the echo chamber. And finally, the third section. Last week, it was post a picture on your favorite social network of you holding up some cash, such as a $5 bill or a $10 bill that you plan to donate to a charity. Of course, try to do this with a drink in your hand. <laughs> Later tonight, we will discuss our next collective action. Now, at the beginning of the show, I put the first question online about our showcase story. And that question was, who became an officer of the order of the British Empire in recognition of her humanitarian work? And that answer is Annie Lennox. Annie Lennox is a Scottish singer-songwriter, political activist, and philanthropist. After achieving moderate success in the late 1970s as part of the new wave band The Tourists, she and fellow musician David Stewart went on to achieve major international success in the 1980s as Eurythmics. With a total of eight Brit Awards, which includes being named Best British Female Artist a record six times, Lennox has been named the Brit's Champion of Champions. Now let's talk about her charity and political activism. Lennox appeared on stage at the 1988 Nelson Mandela 70th birthday concert and commenced activist work with the Singh Foundation afterwards. In 1990, Lennox recorded a version of Cole Porter's Every Time We Say Goodbye for the Cole Porter tribute album Red Hot and Blue, a benefit for AIDS awareness. Lennox has been a public supporter of Amnesty International and Greenpeace for many years. And she and Dave Stewart donated all of the profits from Eurythmics 1999 Peace Tour to both charities. In 2006, in response to her humanitarian work, Lennox became patron of the Master's Course in Humanitarian and Development Practice for Oxford Brooks University. In October 2006, Lennox spoke at the British House of Commons about the need for children in the UK to help their counterparts in Africa. 
In December 2007, Lennox established the Sing Campaign, an organization dedicated to raise funds and awareness for women and children affected by HIV and AIDS. In June 2010, Lennox was named a UNESCO, U-N-E-S-C-O, Goodwill Ambassador for AIDS. Lennox also worked with other organizations such as Oxfam, Amnesty International, and the British Red Cross in regard to this issue. In December 2010, it was confirmed that Lennox was in the New Year's Honors List and would become an Officer of the Order of the British Empire, OBE, in recognition of her humanitarian work. She received the award from Queen Elizabeth II at Buckingham Palace on the 28th of June, 2011. There's all the groovy facts about Annie Lennox. I'm going to post this answer online as well as put the next question. Enjoy the song we're going to put on for you. Dreaming. I was dreaming. I dreamt our planet was dying, and I dreamt of Vespa. I dreamt the seven prime seers had a way, a way to evacuate us, to save us by sending us to the stars. But something was wrong, something was dark, so very frightening. The seers were not as they seemed. In the shadows, they were monsters. Monsters that were going to feed on us. Forever. So she killed them. Vespa. She killed them all. Now she stood alone, but could not leave. The end. The fire. Came. To save her. But I couldn't. My hand against the glass as I was lifted away. The fire, the light, was so bright. Everyone said that she was gone. But in the flames I saw her. I saw as she collapsed into a chrysalis. As if she was to sleep. The long sleep. But then I felt nothing. But then I felt nothing. Empty. Empty. Why so much harder? Why so much harder? For so long. Silence. Finally broken by a single breath. Then another. That is when I understood. I could not yet see her. But she was. Emerging. From the call of the void. She would dawn upon us and be known as and be known as and be known as Aurora Cyan. We're back. The next question we put online was what musician was given an honorary doctorate by Tufts? University for her commitment to social activism. Many of you may know this. It's Tracy Chapman. 
Tracy Chapman is an American singer-songwriter known for her hits Fast Car and Give Me One Reason, along with other singles, Talking About a Revolution, Baby Can I Hold You, Crossroads, New Beginning, and Telling Stories. She is a multi-platinum and four-time Grammy Award-winning artist. Well, let's talk about Chapman's social activism. Chapman is a politically and socially active musician. She has performed at numerous socially aware events and continues to do so. In 1988, she performed in London as part of a worldwide concert tour to commemorate the 40th anniversary of the Universal Declaration of Human Rights with Amnesty International. The same year, Chapman also performed in the Nelson Mandela 70th birthday tribute, an event which raised money for South Africa's anti-apartheid movement and seven children's charities. In 2004, Chapman performed and rode in the AIDS Life Cycle event. Chapman has also been involved with Cleveland's elementary schools, a music video produced by Chapman that highlights significant achievements in African-American history has become an important teaching tool in Cleveland public schools. Chapman also agreed to sponsor a Crossroads in Black History essay contest for high school students in Cleveland and other cities. Chapman received an honorary doctorate from St. Xavier University in Chicago in 1997. In 2004, Chapman was given an honorary doctorate in fine arts by her alma mater, Tufts University, recognizing her commitment to social activism. She said, quote, I'm fortunate that I've been able to do my work and be involved in certain organizations certain endeavors, and offered some assistance in some way. Whether that is about raising money or helping to raise awareness, just being another body to show some force and conviction for a particular idea, finding out where the need is. And if someone thinks you're going to be helpful, then helping. Again, that was about the very groovy Tracy Chapman. I'm going to go post this answer online, then put up the third question. We'll be right back after this song. Precious gift. For the time is killed, and the clock stands still. You have one. 
Welcome back. The third question for tonight's showcase is, who has been indicated as the first mainstream female singer in Hong Kong to come out of the closet? Some of you may already know this, Denise Ho. Denise Ho Wan C, also known as HOCC, is a Hong Kong-based cantopop singer and actress, as well as a pro-democracy and LGBT rights activist. So let's talk about her activism. When asked about the origins of her passion for freedom of expression, Ho replied to a reporter that it was probably from her being an adolescent in Montreal at the time of the 1995 Quebec referendum. Ho proudly announced herself as Tongzi, a Chinese slang term for gay, at the age of 35, at the 4th Annual Hong Kong Pride Parade, which was on November 10th of 2012. Sarah Gates of the Huffington Post reports the various Hong Kong media outlets had indicated that Ho was the first mainstream female singer in Hong Kong to come out of the closet. Since then, Ho has been involved in the Big Love Alliance, a civil rights group striving for equal rights for the LGBT community, and she became a columnist for Apple Daily in 2014 and was recognized for her activism for LGBT rights in Hong Kong. Ho faced a visa refusal in Malaysia in February 2018, which forced her to cancel her concerts in April. 
allegedly relating to her stance on LGBT and her LGBT identity. Ho supported the 2014 Hong Kong protests, and she's a protester herself. On the subject, she stated, I saw the students rushing in, then the tear gas. There is no option but to stand up. My favorite thing about Hong Kong is this moment in time, but it's also my least favorite. The most beautiful and ugliest sides of Hong Kong are both happening right here. The Hong Kong spirit of helping each other out is something that was lost for a long time, but that's making a return. I don't like the greed or the selfishness and the indifference some people feel towards what's happening in society. Again, that was a quote from Denise Ho. So there you have it. Another groovy activist from the activists around the world. I'm going to now post the answer online and uh, enjoy this song.
Hello again. Question four of our showcases. Who said she would wear a chicken suit for the same number of days of money raised for comic relief? This is one of Layla's favorite folks lately. Jamila Jamil. Jamila Aaliyah Burton Jamil is a British actress, model, presenter, and activist. Jamil began her career as an English teacher before becoming a presenter on T4 from 2009 until 2012. Jamil became the radio host of the official chart and was co-host of the official chart update alongside Scott Mills on BBC Radio 1. Jamil was the first solo female presenter of the BBC Radio 1 chart show. Jamil is a vocal body positivity activist. So let's talk about her activism. Late in 2015, Jamil launched Why Not People, an event and membership company dedicated to hosting live entertainment events accessible to disabled people. In March 2018, Jamil launched an Instagram account called I Weigh. W-E-I-G-H. I Weigh. Jamil describes I Weigh as a movement for us to feel valuable and see how amazing we are and look past the flesh on our bones. The account welcomes submissions of followers, non-edited or airbrushed selfies using the hashtag iWay, with text describing the things that they feel grateful for or proud of. In part due to this work, Jamil was listed as one of BBC's 100 women during 2018. Let's talk about her charity work. Jamil appeared on C4 Orange Rock Corps 2009, volunteering for four hours to help create a concert to fund local community projects. She has supported the Cultural Learning Alliance, which promotes access to culture for children and young people, and Vinspired National Awards for people aged 16 to 25 who have contributed to their communities through volunteering. Jamil designed her own version of SpongeBob SquarePants for Childline Charity Auction. Jamil also said that she would wear a chicken costume for the same number of days equal to the number of thousands of pounds she raises for comic relief. She was sponsored approximately 16,000 pounds, so vowed to wear the costume for 16 consecutive days. Uh, I think I know why uh, she's uh, one of Layla's favorites, because she's uh, quirky and socially groovy. All right, that was Jamila Jamil. I will post that answer online and then also put up the question for the fifth and final question. We'll be right back after this song. Enjoy it. Internal systems check.
indivisible, I feel you. We're indivisible, I am into you. We are back with our fifth and final question, and that is, which Goodwill ambassador for United Nations had early movie roles in Tank Girl and Mulholland Drive? Everyone knows that Tank Girl is one of my favorite movies in the whole world, and this is one of the reasons why I love this next person that we're going to speak about, Naomi Watts. Naomi Ellen Watts is an English actress and film producer. After moving to the United States, Watts obtained a part in the film Tank Girl. Watts rose to international prominence for playing an aspiring actress in David Lynch's psychological thriller Mulholland Drive and a tormented journalist in the horror remake The Ring. We all remember The Ring, right? That was in 2002. As I said, just so you know, I really like her because of her role in Tank Girl. Let's talk about Naomi's philanthropy, all right? In 2006, Watts became a goodwill ambassador for Joint United Nations Program on HIV-AIDS, which helps raise awareness of issues related to the disease. She has used her high profile and celebrity to call attention to the needs of people living with this disease. Watts has been in campaigns for fundraising, events and activities, including the 21st Annual AIDS Walk. In 2011, Watts attended a charity polo match in New York City along with Australian actors Hugh Jackman and Isla Fisher, which was intended to raise money to help victims of the 2010 Haiti earthquake. In 2012, she became an ambassador for Pantene's Beautiful Lengths, a program that donates real hair wigs to women with cancer. 
She has visited the St. Vincent's Hospital in Sydney to meet some of the women the program helps. In 2016, Watts collaborated with Sportscraft, a children's charity, to produce a range of namesake coats with a percentage of sales going to the charity and was one of the public figures photographed by Italian photographer Fabrizio Ferri for Bulgari's digital campaign, Raise Your Hand. In November 2018, she hosted the Worldwide Orphans 14th Annual Gala in New York City and teamed up with McDonald's to serve as a McHappy Day ambassador, making a special appearance and stepping behind the counter in Haberfield, Sydney. So there is some groovy facts about Naomi Watts. I'm going now to take a break to play you a song and put the answer to this final question online, and we'll be right back. One, one, two, one. Let's go to the Thank you. 
Five by five. Five by five. We had another great call with Prudence in which she let us know about a website called dosomething.org. At the website, it says, let's do this. Join millions of young people in a global movement for good. You'll hear about sections of the website and some interesting facts about women around the globe. Here's that call right now. Prudence, now that we're talking about uh, how people can do something, I see that you uh, sent in a link for dosomething.org. 11 facts about women around the world. Can you uh, tell us a little bit more about that? So my, my first thing with that was just kind of looking at it and I was like, okay, what are things that I don't know about women? What are things that we all need to know about women? And this really like it struck me because when I started looking at this website more, um, it's a global movement of millions of young people to make a positive change online and off. Um, to me, this was so powerful because this is something you can do with your kids. There is, um, when you're reading through these 11 facts about women around the world, there is a link that says take action here. And when you click that, it takes you to numerous different websites, or not websites, numerous different links through this one particular website where you can basically go through and find something that, whether it's important to your children, whether it's something that it matches with your family values, where you can actually get involved with them. And some of them even offer, like for, this is um, June is Pride Month, and for Celebrate Pride, it was share tips on how you support the LGBTQ plus community. And there was um, a little note on there about how you could win a scholarship for participating in that. Wow. Um, There was another one that was um, entitled 
don't, in quotation marks, read this book. And for that, it's donate books with their warning label to catch attention. And there's actually this bookmark that they send you that says warning in big letters. What's the warning for? Um, it's literally just to draw that attention. It's like, why does that say warning? To get you to kind of like pick up that book. Oh, all right. Another one was Huddle Against Hunger, Collecting um, Healthy Foods to Help Tackle Hunger. There were um, clothing drives, prom dress drives, um, keeping um, like proms inclusive for um, LGBTQ students. One of them was, you know, donating um, things to homeless shelters. There was a um, article about something that they had done in the past where they had donated um, feminine hygiene products to women's shelters. Oh, that's nice. And just to be able to get your kids involved. And there were some that it's like write a card to show that you support this cause. And it tells you where to send these cards. Well, that's fantastic. So that's something I can do with Logan and Violet so they can start getting a sense of social awareness at a younger age. Exactly. And how cool is that to be able to, you know, mom and dad be able to, this is something that we can do with our kids. Um, you know, aunts and uncles, you know, um, grandparents, you know, godparents, whatever, just to be like, okay. You know, um, one of my friend's daughter, um, she had come out about a year or so ago All right. and to be able to be like, okay, so do, do you want to get involved? Here, here's a age appropriate way for you to get involved in, you know, activism. Which is fantastic. And, and also good for her. I, yeah. I, I read, I, I copied and pasted from the website. It said, welcome to do something.org, a global movement of millions of young people making positive change online and off. The 11 facts you want are below, and the sources for the facts are at the very bottom of this page that you shared with us. After you learn something, do something. Find out how to take action here. Now, the question I'm leading up to is the link says 11 facts about women around the world. So these suggested activities, are, are they to help make change or get involved for uh, aspects across the entire planet? Yes. Yes, you've got things that are local, and then you've got things that are global. Well, that's very that's very good. I noticed that uh, I'm going to share with you, let me move this microphone here, some of the facts here on this 11 Facts About Women Around the World page. Uh, number one, every 90 seconds, a woman dies during pregnancy or childbirth. Most of these deaths are preventable, but due to gender-based discrimination, many women are not given the proper education or care they need. So there's some really heavy facts up there. Uh, as, yeah. as many as one in four women experience physical or sexual violence during pregnancy, take a stand and collect cell phones to benefit domestic violence programs, sign up for cell phones for survivors. You know, Layla and I do that. We uh, donate our previous cell phones to uh, services such as that. But physical or sexual violence during pregnancy, that's just something I don't think about, and now I do. It's, as you've become, like, as you've started doing this more, do you realize or do you think that, like, your eyes have opened up to all of these different things that you wouldn't have even thought of before? 
Yes, and I see a lot of correlations and connections now. I go, oh, this person said that, or this person stands for that, or this can be at this website. And uh, it's, it's part of becoming an ingrained thought process for me. Yes, and it's also, you know, some of the things that, you know, I've been able to share or talk about has come because of friends as well, because of things that people tell me. It's that, that, you know, my awareness, I feel like my awareness has become more focused and a little bit stronger because I'm actually looking and then I'm seeing these correlations that I, you know, maybe wouldn't have thought of before. Um, Instead of looking at like the Red Dress Project uh, when I was going through and doing the research um, for Go Red for Women, instead of being like, oops, that's the wrong website and just moving past it. It was like, Oh, okay. This is, this is really cool. What she's doing. This is really awful. Why she's doing it. Okay. And I mean, really your, your podcast is also a way that like, that's kind of like a grassroots art movement right there on its own. And then now you're sharing it. And as more people get involved, um, that word of mouth, you know, friends listening, just being like, okay, this was, this was, intri- th- this is going to be right up your alley. You need to listen to this. Um, or you should check this website out. I've talked to a, um, a friend of mine who's an artist and I know that she's very busy at the time being, but I, I keep telling like, you need to check out this website because I think this is, um, Not only is it a perfect showcase for some of her art, but it's something that other artists that she knows, I think that they would enjoy this platform as well. You know, I appreciate you telling me that because uh, when it comes to the folks I work with, I've always considered them the echo chamber. And one of the points of this podcast and this Friday night show was to try to expose this to people who aren't in that echo chamber, who aren't in the choir, so to speak. But I, I get what you're saying, and I appreciate it again, that it'd still be good to tell these folks because they may forward it to other people who are not in the echo chamber. Or even just other people who might be in the echo chamber. Um, okay, so, but that doesn't mean that they don't have something different to whether they know another artist to contribute or somebody who knows, you know, maybe about something different that you haven't heard of or I haven't heard of. And it's like, oh, my goodness, you need to hear about this. Or there's this great artist or this great movement or um, just that kind of being able to, you know, like the collection. It's, it's a community. Yes, definitely. And it's also cool to have that voice where, you know, for anybody just to be able to speak out and to, and to be heard, whether it be somebody who's like-minded or different or, or thinks differently, mm-hmm. just being able to, to get that out there and, and maybe change somebody's mind or somebody's thought or just make somebody think, hmm, I never thought about it from that aspect before. And, and it might get them to start to ponder. Absolutely. And again, that's one of the reasons uh, I'm really enjoying your link for do something.org because you can also get uh, your kids involved 
and help spread the word that way and take action on not only local but also global aspects. So, uh, mm -hmm. as always, thanks for calling into the show and sharing your opinions and and uh, uh, sharing these facts that everyone should know. It's it's very appreciated. Thank you. You're very welcome. Happy to help. As always, a big thank you to Prudence for giving us such wonderful facts to contribute to this show, giving us all things to think about and resources to view online and um, places to go to help let us know how we can participate. Now that 5x5 five five section A and B are both done, we're now going to take a break. I'll play you a song and we'll be right back for the next section.
I've put the facts that Prudence shared with us online for everyone to see. And now we get to the next section. It's too easy for us to forget, so be the best. We need to break out of or extend the echo chamber. Uh, as you know, in the story of the Vespinet, uh, the you know the, the conceptual story designed by Sonic Parlor, uh, they are a type of uh, underground community, pirate radio, street art kind of people. They're the, they're the pests, and later on in the story, the Vespinet become the inspiration for the Hornets. You probably have figured out by now that's how the logo for this podcast came to be. It's actually a, a rendition, very angular rendition that I created of a, of a hornet. Uh, now this hour every Friday, as well as this podcast, uh, is designed to be the pest. We do some things, as you've heard by now, to uh, wear black on Fridays, as I'm wearing black right now. I love seeing that in photos online. We uh, wear twine uh, on Tuesdays. We have twine Tuesdays. We can wear twine rings or twine necklaces. We have our Rise to Become One wristband released by Sonic Parlor. Uh, just give us uh, a call or contact us, that is, if you want to have have one of those wristbands sent to you as well. And always let us know if you have any new ideas of how we can subtly be that pest to remind people every week to think about social justice, to think about activism, to, to not be complacent and not forget that it's up to us to do something. Again, if you'd like to become a musician or artist of Collective 13, we'd love to hear from you. Send us a message via our Facebook page at Collective 13. Speaking of Collective 13, here's another song from the artists of Collective 13. Enjoy.
Welcome back. And we're back. Now it's time for... And we've decided that that is post a picture on your favorite social network of you holding your hands together in the prayer position at your heart chakra to say namaste. The light in me honors the light in you. All right. Great ending for season 10. If anyone asks you why you uploaded this picture, tell them how you feel about social awareness and be the best. Now, we love this bonus question that we put up week after week after week. It stays the same because we get such great responses. And that bonus question is, what is your favorite lyric from a song by a band with a female lead singer? We're going to highlight two that we got in this week. They're very interesting. First, dropped off the edge again down in Juarez. Don't even bat an eye. If the eagle cries, the Rasta man says, just because the desert likes young girls' flesh and no angel came. You heard us talking about that song in the last podcast with Prudence, and that is Tori Amos, Horace. The next lyric that was shared to us is as follows. So I'll walk the plank and I'll jump with a smile. If I'm going to go down, I'm going to do it with style. And you won't see me surrender. You won't hear me confess. Because you've left me with nothing, but I've worked with less. That's Annie DeFranco from a song called Dilate. So thank you for sending in those submissions for the lyrics from a band with a female lead singer. Again, we always enjoy that. And we will take a break to play you a song, and then we'll come back. Enjoy. You must have faith in 
We have reached the end of our program. And this is the end of our 10 episodes of season one. Again, we've had some good times, heard some interesting music, learned about some groovy women, and shared some very important information. Thanks for being along for the ride. If you have any recommendations for women or facts about women to showcase in our next season, please let us know by leaving a post at our Facebook page, Collective 13, or by using the contact area at collective13.com. Again, there is always an open call for musicians and artists to become part of Collective 13. We'd love to hear from you. Again, uh, also poets, photographers, digital artists, anyone creative. Questions? Go to collective13.com or Collective 13 on Facebook or hashtag Collective 13. Finally, to commemorate the end of this season, we send you off with a song that is very special to us here at Sonic Parlor. And that song is The Knot, Part 5, End.